KC Press Box, where you get the sports headlines that you care about. Plus, learn to make cold, hard cash with the Sportsbook 101 that teaches you every aspect of sports investing. Honestly, man, I don't even know what to tell you. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. I think you see it as well. The dude is legit when he's healthy. A slam dunk top 10 player in all of baseball. It's a possible you know, with Otani and Trout and Guerrero, a possible MVP conversation type guy. But the problem is that there's a big freaking if there, the, the word being if, if he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I don't think we see him before, let's say, at the earliest, August 1st, probably more like the 15th. It's basically a lost season uh, for Mondesi and the Royals at this point, both. And it's, it's extremely maddening. Why not just DH the guy? We talked about this in the past. Why not just you put him in the DH spot five days a week? I know it's not something you want to do with an elite player defensively. I know it's not something you want to do with a guy that's 25, 26 years old, but at some point, you got to have his bat in the lineup, and I hope they'll consider that. The lineup is ready. The players are set. And now, let's head to the KC Press Box with your hosts, Steve Serrano and Dave O. Well, one person on the show gets to keep their job. That would be me. What about Nick? Well, Nick doesn't really have a job. It's just college credit. Internship, yeah. That being said, welcome to the KC Press Box. Davo is no longer a part of the show anymore. <laughs> Come on. He loses one big one, the lock of the week, and I apologize on behalf of those who might have taken that lock of the week. Still has that incredible uh, record right now, 10 and 3. Yeah, say that again. For the locks of the week, 10 and 3. Not That's 10, I, I mean, 10 wins, 3 losses is yeah. how you break that down. Uh, so, congratulations on that. But uh, again, uh, Sportsbook 101, we'll, we'll jump into that a little bit later on the show. Uh, again, welcome to the KC Press Box. Got a lot to talk about, obviously, uh, when it comes to the Royals. Just we're almost at that halfway point. Uh, they are still extremely ugly of a baseball team right now. What is it, like uh, 55 games under 500, I think, is what it is. Give or take. Uh, they've won 15, I think, this year, so we'll jump into the Royals. Plus, uh, the Chiefs are in the news. Not about football, though. Patrick Mahomes may be playing a new sport, uh, and he's really good at it. Like, really good. Yeah, at Do least you see some of that? At least driving the ball he is. Yeah. Well, he's got a damn good putt. Does he? I didn't he's see a the damn good putter. Okay. So we'll talk about Patrick Mahomes and his golf game coming up a little bit later in the show. Uh, but welcome again to the KC Press Box. Don't forget, uh, subscribe, tell a friend all about the show, KCPressBox.com. Last time we talked, David, you were in Vegas. You had a couple strippers around you. Uh, the last thing I remember, well, you were you were paying the girls because you were winning so much um, in Vegas. How was the trip? First off, number one, I would never pay the girls. They'd be okay. paying to hang out with me. <laughs> Sure, okay. Second of all, I was up big to start the trip. Then we had the worst day I've ever had in Vegas history. So when I I ended up winning, that's the for the trip. But let's go through what happened. So when I last spoke with you, I was up 1500, I believe, after a couple days there. Had a massive $3,000 losing day. That's the biggest I've had in 10 plus years of going to Vegas several times a year. So had a $3,000 day, including the day that I lost my lock of the week, which was the first lock I'd lost in about eight weeks. Of course, I was in Vegas, of course, when that would happen. But overall, though, Steve, I did end up up 800 for the trip. We came back. We were up 1,500, got down 1,500. Had, what we have? Four winning days, one break-even day, and one massive loss. So it was a successful trip, but I'm still a bit disappointed at 800 bucks to most people sounds like a lot, but for six days for me, that's a little bit of a disappointment. How, how was the food? How was the food? Because I know you, you were really gun-ho about going to a buffet. Well, yeah, we used to go to like every trip to like yeah. two or three. There's only like two or three open in the whole city right now, that's man. That's crazy. On the strip, there's, let's see, MGM's open, Caesars is open if you want to take out a second mortgage. It's like 70 bucks. 
Um, and then Circus Circus, I believe, are the only three on the strip. There's none open on Fremont Street. The uh, Really? Downtown? None, not a single one. Huh. South Point's open, but that's a, a, quite a ways away the, from the strip. Uh, back in the South Point's not bad, though. Uh, back cool in the day, I do recall um, going to a buffet like when we, I was super, super young. Why do you young. say it like that? It's not buffet. It's buffet. <laughs> Everyone calls it a buffet. Uh, Nobody but, calls it a buffet. But it was like you could get a buffet for like five bucks. I know. And or that was the prime the rib point. dinner for like nine bucks. Yes, at the exactly. old Hooters Casino, which yeah. I think might be gone now. Isn't that gone um, now? The Hooters Casino. I think it went on under a couple I don't years. Know. That I don't know. Yeah, but, but overall, man, the, the Vegas was great. Um, and you probably want to talk about Circa. I'm guessing. I, I do. I want to talk about Circa because I know when you and I. I don't know. Did we talk about it on the show that you wanted no, to get a tour? I was about to go there. Okay, so what's tell us about the Circa because okay. I I had to Google this right because uh, there's an outdoor like pool sports yeah. area Stadium right. Stadium swim is what it's called. And so, what is this? Tell me so about this. Let's explain to the average person who's like, Circa, what are these guys? Well, that's not a casino. What are they talking about? Well, it just Circus opened. Circus. You know what? No, not different one. I did eat at their buffet, by the way. Their buffet was god awful. Do not eat at the Circus Circus buffet. By the way, before we talk about Circa, Circus Circus, dude. So imagine you're like, imagine you have leftovers in your cupboard, right? So you made chicken fajitas, right? And then you had leftover rice and, and beans, but you don't have any more chicken or fajitas, right? But you decide that the Circus Circus would decide, you know, instead of ordering more fajitas and chicken, they would just put out at the freaking circus circus buffet they literally had mexican rice and beans but no tortillas no cheese and no chicken they didn't even have a salad bar at this place what have you ever been to a buffet even the gold corral has a salad bar you are you're hot about the buffets yeah because it's a joke do you still gold speaking of do you still go to the golden corral here in kansas city i haven't been to the golden corral like 20 years is that still a thing yes it's a thing I see. I used to love it back in the right. day. Switch gears. Sorry, circa. we're done with the buffet. Sorry, circa. circa. Okay. Tell us about this. So, what what's considered maybe a larger sports book than the Westgate? So when you get to Las Vegas at the airport, you can't miss the circa. There's a freaking ad for the circa like every turn at the airport, which is kind of cool to see. It just opened about a year ago. Uh, it's downtown on Fremont Street. It's called the Circa. It's a brand new uh, hotel. It's not that big. You know what? Inside, it's about the same size as I would say the floor at. Harrah's. Okay. You know, I would say it's about the exact same size as Harrah's. There's not a lot of space downtown. As far as just purely, yeah. And that that casino is not big, but the sports book, yes, is amazing. Now, here's the difference between the Westgate and the Circa. First of all, we're talking sports book before I get to the stadium swim. The Circa sports book on its own is shinier. It's new. The sound is incredible. The bass is incredible. The screens are incredible. If you're just going to watch, like, let's say you wanted to watch the Super Bowl. Let's sure. say you wanted to watch the Monday night game. If there's one or two games on TV, and you want, and especially if you're with somebody, you know, a woman especially, maybe, uh, you, you want to impress somebody, that's the place to go, right? But if you're a diehard sports better and you want to see all the games, the Circa is not going to have all the MLB games on TV. So it's like, it's like a shiny, new, amazing place. It's more of like a hip, the okay. cool place to so be. So at the Westgate. But I prefer the Westgate still. The Westgate is massive. They have a massive yeah. amount of screens. Is yeah. the screen space smaller at Circa? It is. It, it's about this. Yeah, it's probably smaller, but the, the, the main game is way bigger. But I don't know if they have the capability like the Westgate does. The Westgate can put it like up to like 60 games on if they want to. They can just they have these amazing TVs where they can just change the size of games all the time. I don't know if the circuit has that from talking to people there. I was just there for the NBA game on a Sunday night and there's an MLB game. There's only a few things on. But from talking to a couple guys that go there, they don't usually have all the games on. So I still prefer the Westgate. If you're a diehard sports better, you can't beat the Westgate, especially for the NFL. Now, the thing that pissed me off about the circuit is the stadium swim. Tell me about 
about this stadium This is what swim. they really advertise. So imagine like the side of a building, like a parking garage size TV screen. Okay. That's what they have with a huge ass swimming pool. So first of all, it's kind of the place to go if you want to swim because we're also on Fremont Street or even on the Strip for that matter. Can you really go swim and get drinks and be quote unquote hip and have gold nugget? Like, gold nugget. Okay, well. The gold nugget is incredible. They have a really nice pool. Okay, well, the, the stadium swim though is like state of the art TV screen, sports betting, swimming pool, huge swimming pool, bars, all that. But ask me if I got to see it. No, I didn't because I was told before I went out there that you can pay 10 bucks to get the tour. Like you can just walk around and see it and everything and check it out. And everyone's like, there's so many girls there. You got to check it out. So we went up there and the guy's like, nope, we've never offered 10 buck tours. It's just 40 bucks. I'm like, well, but it's Sunday night and the game's over. There's literally nothing else. Nope, 40 bucks. I'm like, but I've had three different people tell me, nope, we've never offered that. I'm like, well, you're full of crap, first of all. But so they, they would make you pay right now. You got to pay 40 bucks to go out there. It doesn't matter if you're staying. And it was 115 degrees. There was no games on TV at that point. So I'm not paying. How much shade? Because it is like today's temp. Talk to a, a friend, bit, but is it, it is there enough shade for 115 so. degrees? I don't think so. So it's more of a place probably to go in like September, maybe May. So we'll go I'll, next time I'm back. I'll definitely check it out. I know you're going to Vegas supposedly this summer. I'm anxious to hear what you the, think. The goal, the end of July. Well, now speaking of You'll going go. going back to Vegas, yeah. will you be back? Will we be back at the Westgate doing another live show or not? You know, I got an offer from the Westgate, um, yeah. our good friends there, to that we would kind of get to do a behind the scenes interview you with uh jay who's in charge of the sports book there or somebody else the, the there's two guys there and we could ask them more questions about how the lines are made and how they move and get a lot of it'd be a really interesting interview so we do have an offer to, to do that to go out there and do a show from the westgate so we should do that pack the bags let's we, go we should do that yeah. let's make some cash there at the westgate uh but we'll jump into that a little bit more but we've got to talk about some sports headlines um and uh, again what we got to talk about with the royals they're 55 games under 500 um it's really bad right now 15 but they might be by the end of the year yeah by, by, <laughs> the, by the end of this week they might be at 30 uh, and again patrick mahomes don't forget though before we jump into our sports headlines don't forget uh casey pressbox.com tell a friend uh you can subscribe make sure you don't ever miss an episode just tell somebody about kcpressbox.com we appreciate that let's do this the kc press box headlines all right starting off again for real the kansas city royals currently 15 games under 500 um it is uh, at the time of the show july 9th and we were the best record in baseball like may 1st just remember that so right now besides the massive bet if we pull this nick uh of davo saying that the the royals would win the al central I said they had a one in three chance. The, the one in three is about one in thirty three right now. A couple more zeros after that. Um, so the season, in my opinion, and I think a lot of other experts would say, uh, the season's over. Hundred uh, percent for the Kansas City Royals. Um, most likely, um, you're going to see a lot of trades especially as we get really, really close to the All-Star break, um, which is here in what we're about three weeks from the trade deadlines, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so my, my question really, first thing, obviously the season's over. They're 15 under 500, 15 games under 500. The real question is, who has any trade value at all? Uh, and how can any one of these players, unfortunately, have any trade value when you're that bad right now? So here's the problem. The Royals do have some pieces that would be very much in demand and that could fetch you a pretty good return. When I say pretty good return, I'm talking at least one top 100 player in all of baseball prospect. I mean, top 100 prospect and possibly two if you're talking about Whit Merrifield. So Whit Merrifield's got a year and a half left in the contract. He would have a lot of value, especially after his month of June. Carlos Santana's got a year and a half left in his contract. Has had a resurgence 
Washington's this year. He would have a lot of value. One other guy. Some good bombs, by the way, yesterday yeah, for Santana. Two right? of them. Two bombs, and they still blow it in that the led to the a loss in the ninth. Yeah. And then you've got Mike Miner, who's got a year and a half left. Wouldn't get you a lot, but he would get you two really solid prospects. Um, so if I'm the GM of the Royals, Dayton Moore, I'm 100% trading one of those three guys. I'm not suggesting you have to trade multiple of those three, but one of those three needs to get moved. Will they? No, they won't, because Dayton just does not seem willing to do that. He, uh, and I, may, but why? May, well, maybe I think because he's so about loyalty and he thinks that, you know, the kids want to come out to the park and see Whit Merrifield because that's their favorite player. And they, they wouldn't know, you know, if you make the trade, but it'll be interesting to see what John Sherman, the owner, that's the, that's a wild card that we don't know about because he came from Cleveland where they were open very open about trading Francisco Lindor. And they did that. He was, you know, that happened after he was part owner, but he, you know, when he was there, that was very much on the table and being talked about. So he came from a place that understands that you have to trade guys sometimes if, you're, if they're not going to resign long-term and if they're getting older, like Witt is, I mean, Witt's, what, 32, pushing 32 years mm-hmm. old. By the time the Royals compete again, you know, 33, 34, 35 years old, and are you really going to give that guy that kind of contract he's going to be able to get on the open market, number one? Number two, is he going to be effective enough at, the, at that age to be a part of it? And, I mean, and you're, you're really your strength in your minor league system position player-wise, Bobby Witt Jr. is a middle infielder. If Mondesi ever gets healthy, you got him in the middle infield. Nicky Lopez, I think, has to, has to be understood now that he's a part of the future. But as a marketing... Uh, in that regards, yeah, Wit Wit can can put butts in the seats. So can Salvi. Salvi can put butts in the seats. But you, what are you just going to roll the whole squad right now? I mean, this the team is done. If I'm the team, the I'm squad dealing. is done right now. But you got to keep people coming to the game. And I get it. That's true. Right? And you can't. So we're gonna we're gonna unload everybody, right? Let's just say. Well, no, I'm not saying get, that. But well, I'm just saying. Say you're gonna get rid of some of those high profile players. Right. Then what are we gonna do? We're not gonna get any. Not everybody's just gonna come see Salvi. Well, it's a fair point too. And you want to field a team, right? At the major league level. And you, and you want these young guys coming up to be part of a winning atmosphere, but that's not working, Steve. It's not working with these guys, and they're probably. I, if I'm if I'm Dayton Moore, I'm trading with Merrifield. I'm just doing it. Um, you know, I understand you can't trade all three of them or even two of them, but I, I'm making that move right now. Now, with that said, the guys that you asked me who I think will get moved in the value, Michael A. Taylor. I, I mean, value? No, that's not. Okay, okay. Michael A. Taylor will be dealt for a, here's what you're going to get back for. It. Dyson, here's what you're going to get back for those two. You're going to, and separately, you're going to get one minor league reliever who's an A-ball that throws 100 miles an hour that walks people that's a lottery ticket. That's the kind of guy you're going to get. You're going to get somebody that has some upside but has no floor. That's what you're going to get for those two players. You hope that you're, you know, able to get, you know, you're basically trading those guys and hoping you get Jake Brents out of sure. it, who's had a great year for the Royals that picked him up off the scrap heap. That's like the best case scenario. And that's probably, you're probably not going to get that for those guys but again you know you've got to make some moves now danny duffy is the real another wild card i've said that word twice now on this danny duffy though has the 10-5 for those who don't know he's been with he's had 10 years in the majors now and five years with the same team so if you have the 10-5 you can veto any trade you have really? that you have that right once you've been five years with the same team and have 10 years service time so duffy could say no i think he would say yes if dayton went to him and said danny it's your chance to pitch in the playoffs we would be interested in signing you after the season you could come back you're in the last year of a deal we could trade you it would help the club what are your thoughts on this? We'll only do it, obviously, if you approve it and if you want it. Danny Duffy would definitely have some value. He's another guy. He would have more value, probably, or equivalent value to Mike Minery. Who, who's got the most value for, an, for another team? Wit. Wit number one, Santana number two, and then Duffy Minor are kind of three, four. And then you could see Greg Holland, but he, his value is going down by the second after blowing so another in, game last in night. In four weeks, trade's done. They're, out not, of getting, those they're three, not getting anything if they don't trade those three. It, the, out of those three, who's gone when we when we revisit this? The in most four likely, weeks? most likely, minor, but it's not going to happen. He won't. I, I don't have faith in him making that move. Should he? Absolutely. So, so you're telling me that we'll still have Danny Duffy, 
Minor. Still have wit. Wit. Yep. They'll still be in the squad. I think. I think you'll see two trades. I think like either Dyson or Taylor. One of them will get dealt, and then like now what, one of the relievers maybe. Now what about these guys? Um, Solaire and Dozier. Anything happen with these two? God, I didn't know you did comedy. You think there's? You think anybody wants to? I need a different sound effect. Where's the laugh sound effect? Do I not have like a laughing sound effect? You're performing at the Improv this weekend here in Kansas City. I need a sound sound effect. Hold on, maybe I do. Do I have this? No, that's the wrong one. That's not a laugh. Nick, you're fired. You're joining me on the on the line. Jorge Soler before the year. Yeah, we would have thought he'd have big time trade value, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the, the guy had forty plus home runs, led the league two years ago. The guy is he can't hit his way after a he can't hit his way out of a wet paper bag this year. Jorge Soler has no trade value. I would hope they would just DFA the guy at or before the deadline. But I mean, no, he's not, I would be shocked if he gets traded. He would have to go on a tear for like the he'd have to come back from the All Star game if he's still here if they don't DFA him. Dozier. Dozier's under contract three more years. He's got no value. So, so they, so what happens to the guy like so that? So Dozier, here's the problem with him. He's got three more years because Dayton gave him a long-term extension before the year, which is, you know, in retrospect. Thank God Dayton didn't, thank God Solaire didn't accept the deal. Dayton, so Solaire has Alex Gordon's old agent, Casey Close. Yeah. And they gave Jorge Solaire a long-term extension that apparently was very fair before the season. He said, no, nah, I'm going to take my chances this year and play the free agency game to get more because money. Because he wanted to try to, to play for the game. Dude, there's a legit chance right now. I'm not I'm not exaggerating. There's a legit chance he gets a minor league deal with the major league invite next year. Like he may not even get a guaranteed contract this this winter. So he might, but he might not. Do you feel that Solaire is the biggest flop this year Absolutely. for the Royals? Absolutely, hundred percent. And then Dozier's killed him as well. The problem is, three, luckily, the three more years of Dozier, I think, only cost them twenty one mil, which is nothing in baseball terms, especially when you don't have much money in the books besides Salvi. But I mean, they're they're going to have to come to terms next year with the fact that they. To me, you can't pencil on Hunter Dozier every day next year. He has to be a utility guy that's playing once a week at third, once a week at first, once a week in the outfield, play, maybe DHing once a week. But I, if I'm the Royals, you just have to you don't, you don't have to cut the guy because at least he's got some value because he can play defense, and I believe he will get better. I don't think he's this bad. I at least have some hope for Dozier. So what about the future Royals? Uh, MLB draft coming uh, what is it, this Sunday through Tuesday. Yeah. The Royals uh, got the number seven pick. Yeah. The rumor is they take who? That's what we want to know. Well, the other bad thing is that we're going to have probably an even higher pick next year in the draft, but I digress. Uh, the pick this year. Tank the season, guys. We want number one. Oh, the Diamondbacks have that sealed up somehow. But who will I get at number seven? The consensus, surprisingly, consensus. There we go. I said it right there. I'm talking like you know. Uh, the consensus seems to be Kumar Rocker is the guy the Royals get at number seven. I've read some Brady House as well, who's a college shortstop, but probably Kumar Rocker. So let's talk about him real quick. Let's, I'll give you a little uh, a little background on Kumar Rocker, and I'd be very excited if they got him. Dude, coming into the year, he was thought of as like a surefire top three, possibly even number one wow. in this draft. And now it looks like he may be there at seven for the Royals. Um, he's from Vanderbilt. He has a really interesting, he has kind of an Andy Reid connection here in a second too. Okay. He's from Vanderbilt. Um, a couple of years ago, Vanderbilt won the College World Series. He was the MVP in 2019. He threw a no-hitter that year wow. during the Super Regional. So in the playoffs, he threw a no-hitter. His stuff is off the charts. The, now, the, the the concern is that maybe a little bit of injury risk and uh, and the command and and the workload, right? He's they really Vanderbilt's one of those programs, and, and I shouldn't say that's probably not fair because you've had a lot of guys come out of there that aren't injured, but they do kind of have a, a you know. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, a background of maybe overworking pitchers a bit. Mm-hmm. So that's a concern and maybe why he'll be there at seven. But his dad, very interestingly enough here, his dad is in the college football hall of fame. Wow. His dad played in the NFL. His name is Tracy rocker and his dad 
is the current defensive line coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. Andy Reid, of course, came from the Philadelphia Eagles. So There's the tie. I'm not sure There's how well the they, tie. I didn't actually look to see if he was there when Andy was there, but with you know Peterson being there and Andy, the coaching tree, I'm, I'm sure that he very well knows Tracy Rock. But let's just say he goes earlier than who who possibly I, to the Royals' grab. Apparently, House is the guy. Brady House is the other name that I keep hearing. Who's a college bat, um, more of an outfielder, can play short in a pinch. But I, I think it's one of those two. Uh, but who knows, man? The, 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 this is actually an interesting college, or, or not college, an MLB draft this year because the top three, no one, there's not a consensus number one. Nobody really knows. Like the top, the top ten is very fluid. Some years sure. it's like this guy's going well. Like Bobby Witt Jr., you knew he was going two to the Royals that yeah. year or whatever. Um, but like this year, the, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But you know, it's nice. Last year we only had five rounds because of COVID. It's nice that they're opening it back up. I think it's is they doing 25. I think I don't know. It's going three days though, so they're going back to more of a standard draft this year, which will be nice. And and, and you know, I feel bad for a lot of the kids that fell through the cracks last year. You know, college seniors or juniors that never got drafted that are just not now playing. You know, it's it's, it's sad that a lot of people lost that year last year. Well, it'll be fun, and especially obviously next week we'll we'll kind of go a little more in depth on the Royals pick Absolutely. number seven, and we'll talk about um, their second and third runners too. That is true. Fair very true. Uh, now, something happened in 2017 with the Kansas City Royals, uh, and it's going to happen again uh, this coming um, Monday. And I'm talking about, if you remember, David, uh, Moose was in the Home Run Derby in oh, yeah. 2017. Uh-huh. He got screwed by the clock, by the way. The Royals have a returning ball player, Salvador Perez, for the Home Run Derby. The real question is, he takes on, what is it, uh, Pete Alfonso? Alonzo. Uh, Alonzo, excuse me. Uh, in the home run derby with the Mets, how does Sally do? How does he match up? Well, Pete Alonzo, well, they call him Polar Bear. I mean, he's the massive right-handed hitter for the New York Mets. Uh, Pete Alonzo's probably got more raw power, but I'm going to take Salvi. So they play, for those who don't know, they play head-to-head now. They have brackets now, which is kind of cool. And here's a couple things that are going to be neat, neat about this. So only the fourth Royal ever. You mentioned Moose in yeah, 17. Two, 17, yeah. Bo, of course, in 89. Danny Tartle. Remember the bull Danny Tartle back in 1991? That's all we've had? Yeah, that's it. That's it. And then well, now what, Salvi. Well, then we... Solaire would have been in it last year, don't you think? Uh, two years ago. Yeah, why wasn't he in it two years ago? That's a good question. Right? I, never, I forgot about he was that. On, he was on his game. If there was an all-star game last year, maybe. You're he's, probably, hitting, he's doing ground balls Actually, this you're year. probably right. He probably would have been in it last year because he was the home run king in the AL yeah. the year before. But Moose lost 11-10 to 10 to Miguel Sano, and he got screwed by the clock. So I think Salvi, they're all brackets. I think he's going to move on. Now, it's going to be an incredible home run derby. I cannot wait to see Otani. And, and Coors Field who wins in this? Colorado. Dude, the, who the wins ball, this? The ball's going to go like 530 feet. Uh, who wins? Otani's going to win. But here's the coolest thing about it is that, uh, for those who don't know, there's a thing called the humidor that a lot of okay. stadiums have put in this year to try to cut down on the home runs. It's supposedly supposed to thicken the air and knock the ball down. And, and there's humidor stored baseballs this year to try to cut down on offense. Well, they're not using the humidor balls, humidor balls in this home run derby. So <laughs> the ball's going to be freaking flying. Monday night is going to be must-watch TV, not just because of Salvi, but seeing Otani and some of these other guys in the home run, it'll be the best home run derby ever. I'm mean, very excited about it. Of course, Field, are you kidding me? The ball put, jumps in that place. Put it on the calendar. Monday night. July 12th. I think it's 7 o'clock. Salvador Perez maybe. hopefully uh, moves on. And I hopefully just want to we'll see him, him at go. least beat Pete Alonso. Wouldn't it be That's cool true. to see him at least win? I'd love to see a matchup with Otani. I just hope it doesn't mess Salvi's swing up because a lot of guys get in that and they say it jinxed our swing up for like a month afterwards. Speaking of Showtime, a different Showtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Patrick Mahomes, the other Showtime, he's got a new game and he, I, you know, I saw his putting game. Uh, it looks pretty damn good, but he's out there in a tournament, uh, Lake Tahoe, um, which is pretty cool too because 
if you're familiar with this, the American, uh, what is it, Century Classic, mm-hmm. uh, they, they group celebrities mm-hmm. like Travis Kelsey's out there, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, with athletes. So who is the celebrity paired up with these guys? Justin Timberlake. JT, who this loves is, Patrick Mahomes, by the way. I mean, this is a pretty cool little thing to see. And even yesterday, you kind of came in and you said, is there another person in sports um, than Patrick Mahomes right now that's got that massive appeal? He's got to be top five. Well, is he top five? And let's go before we talk about the golfing here. Sure. I asked you this question. So who's bigger right now in, in America? In America. In sports. Who's bigger in sports in America? LeBron. LeBron you James. You said maybe Steph Curry. I think it's probably I, true. I say in the NBA, those are the two. Is, is Brady? Are, and we're talking people that are playing. We're not talking. We're not going yeah. back to old school Michael, Brady. Ja- Michael Jordan. Uh, Tom Brady, still, yes. Slightly. Rodgers, the same as Mahomes now? Uh, very close. I think it depends on what happens with Rodgers here this year. Sadly, I don't think anybody in baseball is bigger than Mahomes. I mean, Trout uh, and Otani should be there, but... Trout probably is, maybe, but probably not right now. I mean, Patrick's on a on a run right now. I mean, who else do you got? I mean, you've got some guys like uh, what's his name, the swimmer, uh, Michael. Uh, what that? Why is my brain not Phelps? Working? Yeah, Phelps. But he's done, isn't he? Well, I guess that's true. He's done. I don't know. There's probably some Olympians. I'm just saying. But yeah, he's got to be like top five names in all sports, he, right? He is up there. And, and then now to throw him in with Justin Timberlake. I mean, this, this is a fun pairing to watch. That'd be amazing. Yeah, JT loves him. I know that for a fact. But yeah, how about some other ones I like here? There's three other ones I thought were pretty cool. Um, one of which has a local connection. Uh, just, I think it's cool just because we don't know what the hell's going on with Aaron Rodgers. It seems like he's been an, you know, a hermit ever since Jeopardy. Like we haven't heard anything from him. He's not showing up to workouts, but he's with uh, AJ Hawk and Larry Fitzgerald, which will be cool. How about this one, dude? Tony Romo, mm. Brian Urlacher, and Annika Sornstrom. Okay, Love me okay. Some Annika Sornstrom. And then this is my f- second favorite one here: Charles Barkley. Larry the Cable Guy and our very own Rob Riggle. Oh, that's a good one, too. Are together. So it's an interesting. It starts today. Actually, I think it started this morning out in Lake Tahoe, uh, the American Century Classic. And yeah, you, so you said, I saw Mahomes driving the ball, but you said he can putt, Dude, too. The, the putt game was on. So he's he, actually really good, though. He's a pretty damn good golfer. He's one, the, he's one of those guys that's good at every sport, isn't he? But golf is not an easy one to be good at. And you know, he got drafted in Major League Baseball yes. by the Detroit Tigers, like the 29th round or something. His dad, of course, pitched in the big league. So the, the dude could have probably, I don't maybe made the majors as a, as a pitcher. And, you know, you see him golfing. I bet if he put his mind to it, he could be a pro golfer. He's, he's one of those guys. There's certain guys like that. Well, I've got to switch gears, um, at least uh, still talking about football, but I really want, and I'm pulling this video up at the same time because I need to watch this video. I have not seen it yet, and I'll ask you, David. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, oh, the Aaron Jones? The Aaron Jones uh, race for the Packers. Did yeah. you watch the video? Yeah, he what, pulled up. He smokes them. Here's the funny thing. So Aaron Jones, you would think, is fast, right? Four five six forty at Pro Day, right? 4.56. Tyreek ran it in 4.29. So Tyreek absolutely smokes him. Now, here's the follow-up. Did you see that? Uh, remember the DK Metcalf, the, Seattle, the big Seattle 6'4 guy that tried out for the Olympics, not the Olympics, but mm-hmm. raced some Olympic uh, sprinters a couple months ago and got smoked by him. But remember he ran down on the interception. Yes. Like the guy had a 20-yard head start. He ran him down. But he supposedly, he claims he's faster than Tyreek. So Tyreek keeps saying, let's race DK. And DK tweeted at him yesterday and said, next off season and he's like okay why you keep delaying it but that's supposedly coming and then what i want to see though the one that is kind of a little punk that i i respect him because i think josh allen of the bills is a top three quarterback in the nfl now but you see he, josh allen keeps claiming he can he can out throw mahomes he can throw a ball longer like 78 oh, okay. yards so mahomes and him keep claiming that they're gonna have a throw off and see who can throw the ball longer so i'm actually most excited about that did you find the video though i'm of, trying to find the one i found right now is like terry ooh, kill racing ben get <laughs> off that website big, big Ben. Ooh, get out of that porn hub, dude. Come on. You can't be watching that at work. Can you hear that? 
explosive. Yeah, I can't. Uh, no, I had to find this because <laughs> is, is someone in British talking? I, I think it's a commercial. Hold on, this is it. This is it. Yesterday, me and Aaron Jones raced. Oh my god, he destroys them. Yeah, it's not even close. absolutely destroys them. Aaron Jones him. is fast. Hey, can we talk about? Can destroys I destroys while you watch that? Can we yeah. talk about your boy, a guy that you know personally, Drew yeah. Locke? Now, what ha- let uh, me go ahead and paint a picture because you love to talk about this. You you have a lot in common with Drew Locke. You have yeah. three things in common. Okay, you're both from Lee Summit. Yep. You both played quarterback for Lee Summit High School. Yep. And you both have hot spouses. Yep. Of that of all those, but his parents own restaurants at Lee Summit. Yeah. Yours don't. We do not. Your dad just gets in a boat yeah. and hangs out. I love the guy though. But you, you saw the video of him, right? The no. state trooper. So Drew Locke is driving from Denver. I'm, I'm assuming back here. He's somewhere in Western Kansas in like a huge rock or something fly, like a huge one flies off the other way of traffic, the other side of the highway, nails him in the windshield. You should look it up on your yes. Google. Are you looking at that up yeah, now? Yeah. And his huge divot, like all over, he had to pull over. It was so bad. But then the, the trooper didn't know who he was. So he's like, he, jokingly, the trooper goes, the trooper has an official Twitter account. I forget his yeah, name. Yeah, Trooper Ben. Trooper Ben. He's like, he jokingly, he's like, hey, you ought to tweet this and make it go viral. Didn't even know who it was. And Drew didn't tell him. He's just like, oh, yeah, ha, ha. So he takes his license, goes back to the car, and then looks it up, and he's like, Holy hell, it will go viral. This is Drew Locke. So then they took some pictures together. He said Drew was a champ and he handled it really well. He pulled over, didn't, you know, made sure he was safe and, you know, made sure that he didn't get back on the road till the state troopers approved it. So a tip of the cap to local boy Drew Locke. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, basically Trooper Ben even writes safe travels to the rest of uh, the rest of your way across Kansas. Yeah. Drew Locke crazy having a lug nut fly across That's the median, striking your windshield and nearly going through it. Glad your seatbelt was fastened. Have a safe season now into the future. That could have been really bad, by the Very way. Very bad. He said that Drew was paying attention to the point where he saw the the tire come off another vehicle, and that's what created. Dude, he reads um, NFL defenses. He's going to read the traffic, too. Yeah, that's right. Have so, you texted him about that? You guys no, talk not sometimes. Yet. You have to fire him out. But, yes, uh, I'm glad that uh, Mr. Drew Locke is safe. And, uh, again, Making the news, but in a different way uh, when he's here uh, crossing Kansas. All right, so we've got to switch um, from our, obviously, sports headlines, Chiefs and Royals. And, again, we'll continue to watch uh, this this golf tournament with JT, Patrick Mahomes. We'll talk about that again next week. And, obviously, the Royals and see how many more games they can lose between the next time that we chat. So we bring it open to you at KCPressBox.com. You can always ask us a crystal ball question. And this is my yes. This is the music that Nick selected for our crystal which, ball question every single time. No sense. What? How does this have any connection? Doesn't matter. Nick says this is what we go with. This is what the people like. All right. So crystal ball question. This comes from Jeremy in Olathe, Kansas. He has two fantasy football drafts next week, and he yes. wants to know which chief chief that is will have the most fantasy points this season other than the one and only, we know him, that will have the most, Patrick Mahomes. So he's asking Great which question. skill position player Correct. will have the most. It is the season, man. We're only, I think my most of my drafts start the first week of August, but we're not far off. He's right about that. So to answer your question, what was his name again? Jeremy. Jeremy. To answer your question, it's got to be Travis Kelsey. All right? So a lot of people will say Tyreek Hill. It's Travis Kelsey because he is the GOAT of tight ends in Major League history. The absolute GOAT of it. He's steady. Uh, The floor is going to be there every single week, except for unless they're playing at Denver in the snow and he gets one catch or whatever it was that one game last year, which I had him in DraftKings that day and I lost money and I was pissed about it and I still am. Other than that, though, I would not be afraid to take Travis Kelsey in a 12-team league toward the end of the first round. I mean, taking a tight end late first round seems like a a stretch, but he's not really a tight end. What was he? Wide receiver three Mm -hmm. last year? Mm -hmm. And he didn't even play the last week. I mean, he was almost wide receiver one 
one. I think he was wide receiver one going into like week 15 over DeAndre Hopkins. So Travis Kelsey, late first round, don't be afraid to take him. Same thing with, with Tyreek. If he's there late first, if you if you take prefer him. if you take prefer him. Tyreek, you can take him. I just like Kelsey more just because I feel like it's steadier. I feel like I don't know. I, I just I think and, and, and there's more upside wide receivers out there than there are tight ends. Are you, I mean, you play fantasy football. You remember we made the trade. We you got and I, you and I had a team together last year and we made a, a trade to get Travis Kelsey and, and it won us first place. We lost in the playoffs, but we got first place in that league because all the way of through it. because there's you can't you can't match it. There's nobody else at tight end. You can't and you need those points and that's who's going to give it to you. So if you have a crystal ball question, make sure you submit those questions every single week. We love that. KCPressBox.com. But now it's time to learn and uh, get as much sports investment knowledge you can with our Sportsbook 101. Let's make you some money. It's the Sportsbook 101 with Davo. Alright, so I'm 10-3 and three on my lock of the week. We're going to get to that here in just a second. You know, Steve, I lost last week. All jokes aside, eight and five would be like out of this world great. Yeah. The fact that I'm 10 and three, you know, I, I'm going to get back on track today, I feel like. So we'll get you that lock here for Friday night, July the 9th here for tonight's baseball slate here in just a few. I can't wait for NFL, by the way. I'll be able to give an mm -hmm. NFL lock mm -hmm. every week mm -hmm. starting in September. That's mm -hmm. going to be fun. That's what, that's my real bread and butter. But let's talk right now. I had a, two people actually read out, reach out, bleh, one on the Twitter and one on our email here at kcpressbox.com. On the bottom right, you can always fire off an email if you have something. Just click on that little envelope icon, the bottom right, kcpressbox.com. Subscribe while you're on there. But two different people had asked me, to talk more about tapering because they thought it was interesting. I, I brought up tapering. I think it was last week when I was in Vegas, but I, it wasn't like the main lesson. I just kind of mentioned it real quick. So let me do kind of a quick two or three minute lesson here on what yeah. tapering is. So what tapering is with money. So when you're betting, you generally, I, I gave last time, you know, betting in Vegas versus betting year round. If you live in a legal state, right? Where you mm -hmm. can bet every day. So if you go to Vegas, you're probably going to have to bet more, take more risks because you have less chances to bet. Then if you're okay. playing somewhere every day, you pretty much bet the same, give or take, you know, maybe you're comfortable betting $25 games. Maybe it's $50 games. Maybe it's a hundred, whatever it is the, the process of tapering is kind of this, you kind of start off. So let's say I want to, let's just make it easy. Let's say I bet a hundred dollar games. Okay. Um, and I, I typically, I'm going to bet a hundred dollars four out of five times, unless there's really a game I'm strong on, like really strong on, um, then maybe I would go a little bit more than that. But otherwise the other, only other time you'd bet more than your normal hundred is if you're tapering. And what tapering okay. means is I lose two or three games in a row at a hundred bucks. Right. And, and I know that I keep records. I know my percentage. I know that even in a bad stretch, I'm typically not going to lose, you know, maybe four in a row max. Typically okay. there's stretches. We, everyone has stretches where they get ice cold, but typically you're not going to lose if you're making straight up type of bets as far as either money line bets or uh, on spreads even. Um, typically you're not going to lose, you know, that many in a row. So tapering might be the first two or three losses. You'd keep losing a hundred and you leave it at that. But then once you hit that fourth and fifth loss, you might start saying, well, I got to kind of start getting some of my money back. Now there's a difference between tapering and chasing. Chasing is when you get tilted and you get pissed and you start making bad decisions. That was you, you at the club. You were chasing the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the girls. Yeah, that's different, different kind of chasing. But chasing is when you're betting, oh, screw this. Uh, I'm, I'm putting 500 on this or I'll put 800 because I'm pissed. I'm going to get it all back. Now, that's different than tapering. Chasing is typically not a good thing. I do not endorse chasing. See, tapering irrational is irrational bet right yes, there. Well, you're betting purely on emotion and stuff. Tapering is you've lost three or four in a row to a normal amount. You say, okay, I'm not 
I'm going to have some regression to the positive mean here. I'm, okay. So maybe it's you start betting 150 on your fourth bet and then 300 if you have the money on your fifth bet and then 600. Tapering kind of gets you back closer to even. And then once you win that, you go back to 100, 125, whatever you're at. So Kind of like what we do in blackjack. There's a lot of times yeah. that we try to taper ourselves. Right. So you lose big right. or say you're, you, you win big. You want to slowly start to taper so then that way you're not doing the same but bet every exactly. single time. Exactly. Like, like a double down. Great point. But then, but then typically, Steve, like you said, you will get back to what you normally bet per hand. Maybe it's 15 or yeah, 10. You don't want to keep that. You don't do 30 forever, you know, but yes, you will. But there are reasons and, and reasons. That's that's actually a great point there. So yes, that's exactly. So that's really what, it's not really that confusing. It's just, it's just knowing your bankroll. And again, you really need a bankroll to do this. If you want to sports invest versus sports bet, you, you know, if you've got, I don't even know what, it doesn't matter what your budget is because with these apps and stuff now, and even in Vegas, you can bet $10 games, 20 sure. games. So I mean, but if you're going to, if you're going to, let's say your bankroll, you need to go into a season. So I encourage people listening, like, let's say NFL is the next big season. I encourage you to put aside whatever it is, $1,000, $2,000, $5,000 for the entire season, right? And then you develop a plan and I can help you with that. You, you know, if you want to, then you decide, okay, I'm going to bet $75 games. You need to have a way where, you know, if you lose five in a row, you can still double it five more times and have enough bankroll because you're not going to lose 10, 11 football games in a row. That gets you back to even, then you go back to what you normally bet. Does that make sense? Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You've and, got, you've got to kind of really make sure you're watching your bets and right. you're not getting emotional. Right. That's the, I think sometimes the worst, that's no matter what you're playing yeah. you can't get emotional because that's when you take yourself and your knowledge of your sports book 101 um and any type of sports book of 101 uh knowledge you, you take that away from the actual bet itself all right uh you're on a you're on a roll Ten and three. Um, uh, unfortunately before i roll this intro unfortunately you did lose last week uh i think maybe emotionally you were you were yeah. in Vegas. You Stop. made a, you made a bad choice. No, it was a good bet. Um, it, you, the girls might have distracted you. You a went to the bit. bet I lost, by the way, too. The bet I lost, they were ahead four nothing after the first inning, so I felt so good about that you bet. Felt you were solid, and they blew it, and they lost by one. So, so it was a tough break. All right, roll the tape, Nick. Here we go. It's time to make you some money. Let's make you some money. Time for the lock of the week. I don't know about you, Steve Serrano, but I, Davo, I love a woman in a bikini. I love a woman at the beach in Miami. Are you with me on this I'm, so I'm far? Following. I don't know where this is going. We're going to Miami, baby. That's ah, where this is right, going. We're right. going to South Florida, Miami. Tonight, the Atlanta Braves and Charlie Morton, who is getting towards the end, 36 years old, but still is at the back end of being a good, serviceable starting pitcher. Atlanta throws Charlie Morton tonight at Miami against Zach Thompson. Now, Zach Thompson, a big, tall, 6'6", 6'7", pitcher. Dude, the guy was signed off the scrap peep as a minor league free agent he's got a low 2.2 era so far and i get it the guy's been very good but what do we always talk about here mm -hmm. on the kc press box it's regressing to the mean it's oh, what i thought we we're expect. still talking about girls in bikinis I'm oh, so confused, yeah, that, that too we talk about value here zach thompson cannot keep this up he was signed up the minor league scrap peep he is not going to continue mowing down hitters like this the atlanta braves have a very good offense they're playing at miami with one of their better starting pitchers the atlanta braves are only a mm. minus 119 mm. favorite put mm. 119 to win 100 238 to win 200 it doesn't matter take the atlanta braves they win tonight then after they win we head to south beach and we chase some tail oh boy there it is your lock of the week can he go 11 and 3 Woo! we will find out can he find himself a girl in miami we will find out and see if he's chasing or tapering when it comes to the uh the search of the women in miami 
Thank you so much for checking out show number, what is this, 13? Lucky 13, baby. CaseyPressBox.com. And don't forget to subscribe, like this show, tell a friend about the show, CaseyPressBox.com. Also, uh, we got some really cool things uh, we'll talk about next week um, that you can win right here on the KC Press Box. Um, one of our biggest uh, show sponsors, and we'll talk about that coming up next week, too. So make sure you uh, catch us next week, CaseyPressBox.com. I am Steve Serrano. I'm Dave. We're out. We'll see you in Miami.